Across the Margin, the podcast, where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes of the online magazine, and deeper into the stories. I am your host, Mike Shields, and just like that, we are back with another installment, and uh, this episode 23, uh, the MJ episode, and um, it's an episode that uh, anyone who knows me uh, well, or at all, really knows I'm really, really excited about, because... what we have in store for you is an interview with Trackstar the DJ. Um, besides being a prolific DJ and performer in his own right, Trackstar is the touring DJ of the rap phenomenon that is Run the Jewels with Killer Mike and LP. Um, I caught up with him from, uh, from his home out west, and he's, he's on a uh, break between the U.S. tour of um, in support of Run the Jewels 3, the uh, third album from Run the Jewels, and uh, their European tour. And, um, you know, in this conversation, you know, we definitely got an insightful look behind the scenes of all things Run the Jewels, and and, uh, and we, we had the chance to uh, talk about the just remarkable story of how track star Matt Killer Mike and ultimately became his touring DJ and, you know, then the touring DJ of Run the Jewels. Um, but, but what's special about this, this conversation that unfolded is um, you'll get a chance to become acquainted with, with just a hell of a human being in uh, Trackstar, uh, a man who's full of gratitude and heart and, 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 uh, and a true artist who is fiercely passionate about his craft and, and about hip-hop. So I really think you'll enjoy this, um, this conversation. I know I did. And, um, and let's, just, let's just get right into it. My... Um, my conversation with DJ Trackstar. Hi, Michael. Yes, Gabe. Gabe Trackstar. Yes, how are you? How are you? I'm well. How are good, you? Good. Are you doing good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice, nice to be home for a few days. Yeah, you, what, you finally you finally just got back uh, a couple days ago, right? Yep, got back Saturday. I'll get all the way till next Monday. Nice. Is that when uh, oh. the European uh, tour jumps off? Yep. Wow. You, yep. You, we had the Europe Monday. It just it just doesn't stop. Not not even close. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I mean, from what I saw in uh, Instagrams by source, you you did the closing of uh, Terminal Five, uh, those four shows, and then you got a little Costa Rican holiday, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. We got yeah a whole week there. That's which awesome. Was much needed and very awesome. That's fantastic. Then uh, right back to New York to Rock Fallon. Yep, with uh, the shows in New Orleans and Charlotte in between. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, even, <laughs> I didn't even know about those. That's awesome. And then, yeah, uh, yep. and, and then home first and back. Um, 
Hey, man, thanks for doing this. I know we've been trying to catch up for um, a little bit, and, you, and you, know, you stayed with it, and uh, I really appreciate it. I was, I was excited to talk to you, so thank no, you. No, no problem. Um, no, thanks for thanks for the invite. Of course. So uh, let's, um, if we could, let's just let's just jump right into it because I want to I want to know. You know, I'm sure we're obviously going to talk uh, a little bit about Run the Jewels uh, or a lot of it, but uh, I'd love to know more about you and kind of how you got started because um, uh, you know, know more about your influences and and everything that 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 brought you to. Uh, where you are now is, 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 I think would be pretty exciting. And so wh- where are you from originally? Uh, I grew up in Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. So just, just like every other rap DJ. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, the, I'm from a kind of suburban, <laughs> you know, uh, background where, you know, I grew up listening to tons of hip hop. I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen that you've, uh, um, you've, you've called DJ shadow introducing's one of your favorite album and, you know, Love Woo and all that. Oh, crap. not one of. Not is it the? Is it the? Yeah, yeah. Introducing is my my favorite album ever for sure. Yeah. It, it, so I mean that obviously. What um? I mean, so you did you you just grew up listening to hip hop? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I really got into it. You know, like early early teens, mid teens, like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Sure, same here. And. Uh, you know, once what you know, I listened to a little bit of stuff here and there before that, and then but once I got once I got focused, it's just everything else in the whole world disappeared. Yeah, absolutely. It's I mean, um, yeah. I, I saw you post at one point uh, a poster of a '97 Woo and Rage show at Tinley Park. Yep, I actually I actually bought a. I mean, it's a fake poster for the. I mean, it was a real show, but a fake poster for the real show. But I actually oh. bought a physical copy of that poster. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? I um, mean, that just that just shows how yeah. into it uh, you were. I mean, I've even like I've seen your Raekwon paintings and Rizzo paintings. I mean, you're 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 ahead. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I noticed in your bio, just to keep moving along, uh, you you went to college in St. Louis. Is that right? Yep, I went to Wash U in St. Louis. Um, and you were on KWVR for a while. Is that kind of where you K- kind of... Yeah, KWUR. Okay, great. Oh, this is you. Great. Uh, that's kind of where you found your footing a little bit? Yeah, that's where I started DJing. Before that, I was just, you know, a fan and a collector. And, you know, I had a pretty sizable collection of CDs and records. Um, but at that point, I was just, you know, listening to them and collecting them. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, when I got to when I went to the school, um, I had connected before um, before visiting with a guy who turned out to be the hip hop director at KWR. Mm-hmm. So when I went there to, to visit to check it out, the first building that I set foot in was the radio station, and I walked in and just saw just a massive wall of records. Yeah, you know that they had their you're, you know their stacks, and I was just like, "You're like I'm home." I was like, "Whatever I have, whatever I have to do, I need to be here." <laughs> this is it. You know this is the spot. Yeah, and. Uh, so I started DJing literally just so I could have a radio show, so I could have access to those records every day. Yeah. What was your radio and, uh, show there? Because it sounds like it popped off a little bit. Um, uh, not really. Okay. Yeah, I had a couple different ones. It was called After Dark at first, and then uh, uh, there was a TNA show for a little while. It was me and my buddy Apex, Trekstar and Apex, TNA. Get okay. it? Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, so you know that was you know that was fun. It was definitely very fun, but no, I wouldn't I wouldn't really say it popped off yeah. at that point. I was definitely trying to trying to figure out what I was doing and wasn't really 
wasn't really focused on much. Was um, um and, and it was Atlanta the next stop after that? Is where where'd you go from St. Louis? Uh, so I graduated and I ended up staying in St. Louis six more years just because I fell in love with the local scene there and yep. I started doing mixtapes and working with local rappers yep. and you know that was like that was that was really my you know blossoming as a DJ and and really making it my whole career and identity you know um, was was that part of it and uh, so I stayed for six years and in '09 I moved to San Diego for a year and then LA for a year. Oh wow, cool. And then I ended up moving, and then Atlanta for five. Yeah, and I'm back in LA now. Dude, I moved to I moved to San Diego myself for a little while, and uh, it's I, you know I, I wasn't a surfer. I wasn't. It just the culture did not did not take. It sounds like the same thing might have happened to you. Yeah, my wife's my wife's from there, so we moved we moved there for a oh, year. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't it didn't have it didn't really have what I was looking for. I'd say I understand. Um, I, understand. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great. There's great people there, and a great you know a lot of great people doing great things absolutely um, uh, no, I know I'm not but you know I mean it, it doesn't have the infrastructure of you know in LA or in Atlanta totally. and it, you know it's kind of a lazy town absolutely. like I know I know dudes do hustle but the overall culture of it isn't really the hustling culture that I you know that I live in absolutely yeah in no, I, was, I wasn't hated at all it just, it just didn't didn't jive with me at all but uh so you moved to Atlanta and I, I really I was one of the reasons I first initially reached out to you I mean you know, I obviously love your art. I love what you're involved in. Uh, but I mean, I saw um, you post one point about how you met Killer Mike, and I mean, we I, we I think we share in that Killer Mike's one of our favorite rappers out there. Um, and and how you met him and how you started working with him, um, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. And I, I was I was hoping you could share that story with our listeners here. Absolutely, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's um, the best. It's absolutely, and it's, the best. And it's, this is, and it's, we're gonna pick it out. It's here, honestly, it's, it's all a, good. It's, it's a great, yeah, it's a great story. I, <laughs> I try to keep it short, but there's so many I, you don't, components you don't to, to it that are just mind blowing. So excited for this. Yeah. go on. I'll, I'll shut up. Um, yeah, so around '07, when Mike dropped "Pledge Allegiance to the Grind One," the, the, the double CD mixtape that was kind of his re-entry post blue ribbon mm-hmm. um you know kind of his re-entry into the into the rap game post blue ribbon all uh purple blue ribbon purple yep. ribbon all stars yeah yep uh so i heard that i heard uh the song that's life on the smoking section which is a blog that i've been working with and and writing for and doing mixtapes with for uh a decade now anymore yeah i have that uh killer mike what is it anger and ambition with the smoking section one yep. yeah yeah Yes. So, uh, so I heard that's life on smoking section, and I was aware of Mike before that. You know, I mean, I I heard Adidas, of course, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'd heard Monster, and I was obviously Outkast fan. Yeah, but I hadn't really like tuned into Mike specifically yet. And when I heard that's life, I was just blown away, and I was like, wow, this guy's like the perfect rapper. Like yes. he's got, you know, it's like it was everything I love about rap. It was you know, it was, it was this dude was just incredible I was like I didn't realize yep. so you know I got the I got the pledge album and just started digging into his stuff and it was just you know he was just so dope and I just couldn't couldn't believe that I wasn't up on him already yeah, um, yeah like I, that. I think I think some people are still coming to that moment like what, whoa what's oh for on? sure yep. for sure for yep. sure it's you know and they're, and, and they're gonna keep turning their heads cause he's you know just getting better and Absolutely. just making better music over time and, no question uh yeah, so 
I got, you know, he became my favorite rapper almost instantly. And I, you know, like most rap fans, I go through phases where I just get obsessed with a specific artist and, you know, just got to listen to all of his stuff. And, mm. um, he did an interview and I don't remember, honestly, if it was in a magazine or on a website, but he did an interview where he said, I don't have fans, I have supporters, they can hit me up on MySpace, um, which shows you the era we were in. Yeah. So he can't be up on MySpace or at, you know, six, seven, eight, I forget what the number was. And I look at it. He gave a phone like, number. Well, at that point, he gave a phone number. He gave a phone number. Yeah. And, you know, I was sure that it was just a fan line and it was going to be like, you know, a, a voicemail. That says, hey, this is Killer hey, Mike. Mike. <laughs> yeah. Le- leave me a, you know, leave me a, an email address and I'll send you exclusive MP3s and, you know, an eight by 10 glossy, you know, signed photo or, you know, whatever. And, uh, so I called it just because, you know, he's my favorite rapper. I wanted to hear what his fan club voicemail sounded like. I was curious. Yeah. And he, he, you know, someone picked up the phone, and I was surprised. And I said, uh, can I speak to Mike? <laughs> and he said, this is Mike. And so all of a sudden, I'm on the phone with my favorite rapper with no reason to have called him. Killer, Killer <laughs> Mike answers that line, gave out that number and answered Yeah, that I line. mean, he, he put his personal cell phone in this magazine article, <laughs> which is, you know, you know, this is a guy that, you know, he wasn't at the highest point of his career, but this is a guy who had a gold record a few years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. You know? He's, he's, he's a known uh, rapper. What did, uh, yeah. what happened in that conversation? Yeah, I mean, you know, but he's a man of the people, which, you know, which you yes. still see, still. see in him. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and he was back then. And he's still, he's still, like, he's so giving with his time and energy. Like, he'll give his contact to people, you know, in situations where I wouldn't think, <laughs> you know, someone someone, someone would do that. Someone should, yeah, it's almost like, um, you sure you want sure to give out that, that to him? But, uh, right, you know. But, um, um, what, so, yeah, so, so did that so, conversation, know, I'm, I'm, go on, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, you're good. I, but yeah, I was, you know, I'm just stoned in my apartment on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. And I got to think quick about what I'm, you know, why I called this man up. Sure. And, uh, you know, I'm a mixtape guy. I mean, at that point, I'd already released probably, excuse me, like 30 or 40 mixtapes. Yeah. And I, uh, so just thinking quick, I was just like, hey, man, you know, you're my favorite rapper. I've been playing your records, you know, in the clubs here in St. Louis. Like, you know, no one was playing his records at this time, you know, on not no one, but very few people because he was, you know, this is underground stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But I had people coming to my Friday night, my Friday night DJ gig every week, just wanting to hear those records because they didn't know where else to hear them. Yeah. And I was playing, you know, like six or seven songs off Pledge One every single week. And uh, so, you know, I told him about, you know, what I was doing. I was just like, I want to do, you know, I want everyone to know how dope you are. I want to do a Best of Killing Mike mixtape and have you host it. Wow. And he agreed. So I don't right, right in, <laughs> in that phone call, that initial phone call where you're shocked to him, he agreed yeah. right there. Yeah. Amazing. He said, yeah, I'm down. He, he gave me uh, an email address to one of his, uh, you know, partners or assistants or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I sent a good number of emails over the course of about a year yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get it done. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you're like, he eventually agreed, he agreed to it. I need, I need to follow through on this. Yeah. And you know, and I, and I wasn't pushy, but I just was, Hey, I'm still here. We'd still love to do that. Yep. Anytime you guys are ready. Yep. Um, and with the help of John Gotti from the smoking section, uh, who, who Mike loves and trusts. So when Gotti put in a good word for me, 
It was amazing. It went from like a, a year of trying to get it done to God, he put in a good word for me. And like 36 hours later, I had the, the drops in my inbox. Shout out to John. That's um, awesome. awesome. Yeah. He's, he's, that's, that's, that's a, a lot of our, uh, internet godfather is Gotti. That's fantastic. Um, so we did the mixtape yep. and then I went down to Atlanta for A3C in 09 mm-hmm. and we met, um, we met at Criminal Records because he was doing a signing there and I, you know, I just wanted to give him a copy of the tape and uh, take we, a flick with him and meet. Are we getting to the point where, uh, uh what are you doing tomorrow? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, this is so, it's amazing. Go on. Yeah, that's right here. So yeah, so, uh, <laughs> at my Criminal Records and I say, hey man, I'm here for the weekend. If you need anything, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. And in my mind, this is my favorite rapper. I just want to be around him. So I'm like, you know, do you need me to go to the store and get you an apple? <laughs> yeah, do you need me to throw away what type of the wrapper from you your drink? hamburger? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you need me to roll your blunt for you? Yeah. You know, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, what are you doing tomorrow? And I say nothing. And he says, I'm opening for uh, Cam. Do you want a DJ for me? Yes. So, wow. So the very next day, I DJ for my favorite rapper opening up for, you know, the greatest rapper of all time in many people's eyes Um, you know I got to not only meet Mike you know like rock with Mike but I got to meet rock him and you know just like the craziest shit totally how surreal was that uh, oh it was was unbelievable and at that point I was still in St. Louis but a couple weeks later I moved to Diego and uh, and then LA and over the next couple years I you know I bumped into him at South by and Mm -hmm. um we do a couple shows here and there, and then South by 2011, I bumped into him and basically said the same, you know, I'm here all weekend, let me know if you need anything. Yeah, whatever he you says, need. what are you doing tomorrow? Yep. And uh, I said nothing, and he said, I got four shows, let's go. <laughs> and we did four shows on the Saturday of South by, 20th, Friday, Friday or Saturday, including Theater for it, which is like the biggest yeah, yeah, like, crowd I think I'd ever played for at that time. Damn, nice. So what, what is my um, running yeah. time with no DJ for? That's, I mean, how serendipitous, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, well, it was very serendipitous. And he actually, he had a DJ. Okay. Um, but, but that guy, uh, apparently, I, I, I didn't even know he had a DJ. I wasn't even offering the DJ for him. I was just literally, just like, again, you know, like, you want me to go get you a soda or something, totally. you know? Yeah, whatever you need. Uh, but I guess, it, I guess the DJ had kind of been, like, a little unreliable, to my understanding. Okay, okay. So my overeager ass was, you know... <laughs> uh, I guess a good change of pace for what they were wanting right Absolutely. now. Absolutely, like this, um, this, this, this kid, this kid will come through, man. That's incredible. That is, yeah, that you is know, really, you know, really, you know. really, really, really incredible. Yeah, and then uh, a few months later, uh, he invited me on tour with him, and I actually turned it down, um, which was crazy. But it was, it just wasn't the right time or situation. And I was living in LA with my wife and not the greatest neighborhood and fiance at the time, and I didn't want to leave her alone and you know and that and, and you know just just this just wasn't the right situation so sure. it was crazy but I turned it I turned it down yep which was mind-blowing for me I was like I can't believe like yeah, what am I doing what I'm doing but yeah. but I had you know it, it was it was the right decision and uh a little uh, like a month later I was talking to his manager and his manager was like you know with you living in LA we can't really be flying you out for for shows because we're not, you know, the budget's just not there for that. Oh, okay, okay. If you, he said, you know, if you lived in Atlanta, it'd be different. We could be doing all these shows. And I said, oh, that's, you know, I understand. You know, they weren't paying me very much at the time, so, like, the plane ticket would have cost more than they were paying me. 
you know, I get it. And uh, I get off the phone, I turn to my wife and say, hey, baby, we should move to Atlanta. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And then, and then I kind of thought about it a little bit. And I was like, well, DJ for Killer Mike, I might get to hang out with Outkast, meet T.I., and yes. who knows what else. And Maybe we should move to Atlanta. And she she has an online jewelry business, Peace Images Jewelry. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it again? Can you say so it again? She can, uh, Peace Images Jewelry. Peace Images Jewelry, yep, got it. Yeah, and and so she, uh, you know, she can work from anywhere where there's an internet connection and a post office. Absolutely, so she doesn't need to be on the west coast. She was, in Atlanta. Yep. So it was, it was easy for us. Two months later, we just picked up and moved to Atlanta, and uh, you know, it was it was definitely the right decision because that was right at the moment where Mike and Elle got together and just everything just took off. Yeah. So you know, it was uh, it was. You know, there's just so much incredible timing and luck yeah. involved in the whole story, you know, but it's a story of like passion and persistence. That's, like, absolutely. That's you know, it, wouldn't, it, it, it wouldn't have happened if he wasn't my favorite rapper because that's why I was so persistent and so excited about it and so willing to do whatever yeah. it took, you yeah. know, and um, that is this. I mean, I, honestly, I'm, I almost got chills when you're saying that. It's just, that's, I just find that so remarkable. Um, and I mean, so then you ended up, I mean, it, it, and I even know a little bit more that, that, you know, one of the reasons that, I mean, you were able to become just the, I mean, beyond, you know, the capability and, and, and everything else that was going on. But like Al didn't have a touring DJ at the time. Am I right about that? Yep. And, you know, again, that's, that's another, another great part of the luck, you yeah, know, another piece of it. Let me ask you that yeah. though. Obviously Mike being your favorite rapper fueled that fire to kind of, you know, work with him and everything. What was your history with LP's music at the time? Were you into Def Jocks, you know, into uh, his early, you know, Fantastic Damage and, you know, I'll Sleep in Your Dead and all that? Were you, did, were you an LP fan? Yeah, I was, um, I mean, I was, you know, I've got memories of being at my summer job in Wisconsin in 98 listening to Fun Crusher Plus. You yep. know, like I've been listening to L and Company Flow for years. Um, and you know, I, I, I loved and respected what he did with Death Jokes and, um, you know, when, when Mike, Mike told me, he said, I'm doing a, I'm doing a record with this producer from, uh, New York. And I was like, oh really? That's kind of cool. Who, uh, who, who yeah. is that? Which one? He said LP. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, did you tell him? You're like, yo, only, like this guy, cause I don't think oh, Mike yeah, yeah. even knew how nasty like his beats were and what, what was going on. But you're like, yo, that is something you should really pursue or yeah I mean at that point I think he was pretty locked in but I know when, okay. you know they were aware of each other in the peripheral before they got together but they weren't I don't think Mike was fully up on the greatness of LP and L wasn't fully up on the greatness yeah, both of Mike ways. but yeah you know I mean it was just mind blowing because you know not only would you not expect that but you know when he said a producer from New York I figured it was going to be someone like halfway unknown or someone sure you know so, you know, someone that you'd expect maybe. Yeah, no, I mean, one of the fun things about Jules is, is, is like kind of the odd couple situation between like, you know, what yeah. people quote, uh, you know, term as a backpack rapper from, uh, you know, Brooklyn and, and, and someone from Atlanta, you know, it's, 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 it's part of the joy, yeah. you know? Um, and I've also, you know, with LP, um, in this Run the Jewels thing, what, one of the things I've really enjoyed is him getting some shine. I've always, you know, I've been such a fan for such a long time, and and you know, it just 
you know, people getting to understand not only his brilliance as a producer, but like seeing how he can spit, it, it really makes me so happy. I, I want to bring up that moment. I was at, uh, obviously at the Terminal 5 show up here, here in New York, the first one where his mom was at, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, they, you know, they started talking about, LP was talking about how special it was to be here and, and the whole crowd started, you know, he was talking about his mom and the whole crowd started chanting LP and he, I mean, he, he welled up and like, I mean, I, I, I almost yeah. welled up and like, I, last thing I expect to do at kind of a Rama Jewel show is start to get emotional. Yeah. I got really emotional. How'd you feel about that? No, I mean, it was amazing. And, and that's definitely been one of the beautiful, beautiful things about it. And, you know, and it's a, and it's a funny thing about the fit with me with this group too, is I never, um, like studying in St. Louis, my whole purpose in making mixtapes and my whole purpose in, you know, putting, putting out, you know, just having output as Trackstar, the DJ was that I knew about all these rappers that I thought were incredible that other people didn't know about. Yeah. And I thought it was, you know, I thought for, for the sake of both sides, for the listeners and for the rappers, the world would be a better place if everyone knew about these incredible rappers. And in St. Louis, you know, I, I had a crew around me. I don't know if you're familiar with Black Spade or Tef Poe or Rockwell mm. Knuckles. Yeah. No. Um, and if you're not, that's they get on it. to my failure to, to, to make sure everyone knows about <laughs> yeah. them. Let's start um, with You just did but my it. Whole, you, just you know, my, my, my mission from Jump was... To put to to help shine a light on these amazing artists that people didn't know about. Yep. So, you know, well, I, I never imagined that it would be artists who already had successful careers and and uh, you know doing it on this level in front of thousands and thousands of people. But this fits in with my original mission statement, which was these dudes are incredible and deserve a wider audience. And whatever I can do to help them gain that wider audience You're is in. you know. Is that that's what I'm about? Yeah. So, you know, moments like that with Al, and moments where you know Mike is Mike is Mike now. You know, Mike's you know ev- you know everyone knows him now, and yeah. everyone appreciates him. Yeah. Is uh, you know, I mean, that's what it's always been about for me is is wanting these guys to get shine, and I never wanted to be the center of anything. Sure. So I'm very happy being the non-famous guy in Run the Jewels. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, I'm just—it's—it's it's just unbelievable to be a part of. You know, absolutely, it's something. Did, I mean, could you have seen? Because you were in—you know—as we were just discussing, you were there at the inception. Um, you know, I actually saw a, a, a picture you shared one time of a demo. It says, "Music Killer Mike and LP on mushrooms in forest with taco." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. I mean, besides just that, I mean, just everything we were just talking about with you being there at the beginning. Could you have imagined that it would pop like this? I mean, I believe it's 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 an incredible phenomenon. It's 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 something that's so special, and not just in hip hop but in music. Did you did you see this coming when when you were there at the beginning? Not not remotely, and I've, no. I've I've never been <laughs> I've never been like a like a like a guy that like envisions something great and then like. This is after it. I'm kind of just like about the work and what's in front of me right now. Got it. Yeah. Um, and you know, and there's and there's different there's different benefits to being both ways. You know, like yeah. Mike and Al when they were eight years old were like, I'm gonna rock five thousand people someday. I'm gonna be the illest rapper in the world. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
and it and it takes and it takes having that vision and then moving towards it to to to, to you know to just to have the gumption to create something so huge. Yeah. Um, you know, but for me, it's always about what am I looking at in front of me and how can I make the best out of it? Absolutely. You know, like like what's the situation? You know, like people always you know people always say you know oh you're living the dream. I, I never none of this ever crossed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. dream or otherwise my dream was to work at vintage vinyl on <laughs> delmar in st louis yeah and do cool rap shit with my friends you know in st louis because I, I didn't i never saw anything bigger than that so well, it's, well, you know that, when i got with mike and we were opening for mortal technique and rocking two to five hundred person crowds yep. that was so goddamn cool and i couldn't imagine what could be better you know that's amazing. I mean, it's uh, it, you know, then, it, you've yeah. shown to never, you know, it shows how, you know, yeah, obviously it's so well earned, but you've always, there's always been a sense of like gratitude and everything I'm, I'm hearing from you um, and never seen from you uh, uh, about being a part of something that has popped like this. I mean, you, I mean, you guys are just traveling the world now. I mean, like just anything. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have a passport. I didn't have a passport before. <laughs> like, I got Yo, guys, you I know? need, I need to figure out my passport situation if we're gonna do this. Yes. Now I'm like, now I'm like tired of airplane. You know? Yeah. <laughs> totally. You have the luxury. I'm like, now oh god, to we have to go to Europe of, again. You know? Yep. Exactly. Like you. I mean, you needed you. I mean, you would kill at one point to be rocking these rap shows, and then like you need to go to Costa Rica to take a break from these rap shows because they're wearing you down. Right. That's what happened. That's amazing. And yep. And you know, and and I'm always quick to say, as tired as we were at the end of tour, and we would talk about it internally as well. You know, as tired as we were, and, and as much as there's moments where like, oh God, I'm glad it's a day off. Yeah. If they had scheduled a show on every day off, and then at the end of tour told us we're doing another two months, we would have done it and loved it. And yep. you know, like we're, it's not just me. We're all so grateful for for the opportunity that's in front of us, and and. How things just keep, I mean, just as, keep as improving, a, and yeah, it's, it's nuts. As a as 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 a serious fan and someone who appreciates what you what you three do so much, and just everyone else who's a part of uh, RTJ family, it shows that gratitude for the fan base, for the music, for the opportunity. It really shows. It really comes across. Um, let me ask you. Um, you know what's fun about some of the you know, and speaking to you about run the jewels shows is that you know we really get to see you scratch get to see your skill and um you know on, on you know the shadow produced nobody speak you get to do all those cuts run the jewels like there's some big moments in the show where you're you're really yeah, cutting it up crazy. Uh, do you do you still uh perform apart from rtj yeah i did um I did like 15 after parties on this last tour. Okay, uh, okay. After the shows, you would. I, I actually think I yeah. saw you were doing stuff with uh, Gas Lamp, right? Gas Lamp Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think all. I think all of them except one we did together. I think we each had one solo after party, and then the rest of them were were the both of us. Awesome, good. Um, but yeah, I still do. You know, I still book book gigs. Um, you know, just as a regular DJ. Awesome. Uh, although I can't lie, I, I prefer the rap shows. Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. They're, you know, just so, so, they're so like much huge fun. rock star experiences. Like I, I tell people who aren't yeah. even into hip hop, I'm like, you might need to go see an RTJ show. Like it's, it just pops in a way. Like I, I don't, not only do I have a hip hop background, like I've gone to like big rock shows my whole life. Like it feels the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, those guys are just both you know, incredible performers and, yeah. you know, sp- speaking to me getting to scratch and all that, like, that's another thing that's amazing about them because, 
at the end of the day, most people wouldn't even notice if I wasn't there to uh, a certain extent. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like no one would be like, there was no scratching at this show. That was bullshit. Totally, you know? Totally. Yeah. Like, like people don't check for that like that. But Mike and L, first of all, respect me, yeah. which I appreciate to no end. Absolutely. But they respect the role of the DJ. They, they want to be EPMD and run DMC. Yeah. And yep. you know, they, they, they want, they want to represent, the, the, the world that we come from right yep. and and that takes you know, turntables yeah for, you know first of all the fact that they that it's important to them to have a DJ who can actually do those things but like I, I all the time after shows people are like yo you got like six solos like you do six, you know the number six they're like yeah. they're like how do you you know like that that's crazy no one does that at rap shows this big anymore like they're, literally no one in their big moments like especially now your production has elevated to the point where the lights are like you know really yeah. you know vibrant and like especially when you're doing your thing it's amazing yeah yeah it's uh it's crazy. So, you know, I mean, I just, I really appreciate them for giving me the opportunity and even outside of it having to do with me yep. on behalf of, of, of hip hop, I appreciate them giving a shit about that. having a real DJ and having scratching on their, uh, yeah. you know, in their performances. And, um, yeah, yeah of, I mean, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot the, of, uh, go on, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. A lot of, lot of, lot of um, you know, MCs using live bands these days too, which does take out the role of uh, a pivotal part of like what hip hop has always been too. So, yeah, I mean, live bands or just a dude pressing play yeah. who maybe does background vocals or like hype man stuff. Exactly. You know, um, like, yeah. Am, am I right that you have um, about like a hundred mixtapes out there? Yeah, it's um, probably closer to 150 at this okay. point. I stopped oh. counting somewhere in the mid 120s or 30s, um, where, and I've where, slowed down a lot since we've been on the road. And I'm I'm asking this, you know, as as for my listeners, but also our listeners, but also uh, uh, personally, is there a way to get those uh, digitally? Where do we find all your work? I mean, I have I have some because you know I'm about to ask you about the, your rap fan gear, and you send those out, but. Uh, where can we get these? They're incredible. Oh, thank you very yeah, much, by the way. That's yeah. amazing to hear. And um, SoundCloud.com slash Trackstar track the DJ. Oh, wait, can you say oh, that Oh, man, that's, thank you, man. That's, that's like one of my favorite, like that it's concept. A, when I came up with that concept, yes. I was like, this is so dope. That voice, it, and no way, what, to, what is it? It's called Best Rapper Alive, right? It's fire. Best Rapper Alive, yeah. yeah it's absolutely fire. You know, so, it's like, I... I I realized there were so many beats they both rapped on, and I actually did a follow-up to it with Lupe and Jay. That's um, another one I was going to ask. That's actually why I'm asking this question. Where do I get that? Uh, SoundCloud uh, slash Trackstar the DJ. Okay. Uh, a lot of them are on a playlist there. Okay. And then my web my website is an ugly mess right now, <laughs> but all the all the all the content is there. So okay. If you go to DJTrackstar.com. You can download like a hundred of the mixes going back, you know, going back to like Oh five. Um, awesome. I, I, I put in a lot of work getting my website together and getting all the content uploaded. And then there was like a hacker attack of some sort. And it, so now it's like super basic looking and not really updated, but all the, all the mixes are still there. So uh, you can, all the, all you can download them. That's what, that's what, that's what matters for now. While you get that shit in order. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of them are there to stream, but all of them are there to download. 
which is, you know, I know that's a very a very 2010 thing to do is actually download music as opposed to streaming it. But no, I, I still, uh, I still, I, there's know. a lot of heads out there. A lot of people still download. I download. I'm asking where to download. I, I, I need that shit. Um, let me oh, ask cool. you. I love the Rat Fan apparel. I love it. I um, I think it, that the shirt, the collectors, uh, one of my favorite shirts, the Rat Fan Times. Oh, thank you. Um, I, every, you know, everyone out there listening. Uh, what is it? Ratfan um, dot bigcartel dot com. Um, yeah, just ratfan.com will get you there. All right, great. It, it's 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 awesome stuff. What? Uh, how did that come about? Do you, can you tell us a little bit about Rat Fan real quick? Yeah, I'm. Um, on the first Mike and LP tour, uh, the one before there was even on the jewels, it was just the cancer for cure rap music tour. Uh, you know, that was when we were starting out and I wasn't, I wasn't getting paid a whole lot. So I wanted to supplement my income one way or another. And, uh, I wanted to come up with some sort of merch to sell, but I, you know, I knew I don't have, especially back then, I didn't have a name that was going to sell stuff. So just this, you know, a shirt with my logo wasn't really gonna make a lot of noise. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, I wanted to think about something that, that was universal, but meant something to me and something that, something that I knew I could, could roll with. I didn't want it to be something that was like hot at the moment, something that was, that was really, you know, solid. And, um, I've been saying for years, even before getting with Mike, I, you know, like I did a mixtape with Rit Royce before the Mike one. And, you know, just like moments like that, I always used to say, you know, forget Trackstar, the DJ, go back to 97 and tell Gabe, the rap fan, you know, that he would work with Royce, the five nine or go tell Gabe, the rap fan that he'd, you know, be meeting all these people and having a mixtape hosted by, you know, psycho less or, you know, all these other guys that I had host mixtapes for me. I got to meet and, you know, yeah, they would be pulling out on stage every night playing what run the, uh, we are the champions and pulling out on stage in front of giant crowds LP Killer Mike, tell tell young Gabe that you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, I mean, at this point, there's like too many of those things to even think about. You know, absolutely. <laughs> yes. But you know, yeah, that, you were on Fallon. You were on, Fal- you were on NBC Fallon the other night. Yeah, you know. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that's like our fifth time on broadcast TV. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I never. Yeah. Yeah. You know. If you'd asked me back then, I would have been pretty sure that I would never, ever in my life be on broadcast TV for any reason, yep. let alone performing with my favorite rappers, you know? And I love that, um, uh, the, the, the apparel, the, the whole thing. I mean, there's there's amazing stuff up there right now. It keeps growing, obviously. Uh, it just shows that, you, I mean, you, you, you come, you, it, it, it highlights your roots as coming from being like a true head. And like, you know, it's, it's I, you know, just the plainness of rap band is, is always... I remember the first time I saw it. It was one of those first tours. It was, um, and it just, I'm like, I need that hat. It's just, it's just simply rap fan. It's like, it's just, it, in some ways, it's so simple, but it's also kind of like a pretty bold statement. I, 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 I love it. Nice, man. Thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely very grateful that it's resonated with people and that, you know, people see it the way I do and, you know, shouts out to Tech Supreme for designing the logo and, uh, oh, that's Tech Supreme did the logo. Yep, and um, you know I'm just 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 figuring out more more items that make sense. Um, I've actually got a couple new things coming out this week. I've got some uh, some little, little little enamel enamel pins, yep. which are so popular right now. Yep. And, uh, yeah, totally, they are. I've got some people telling us they're like, yeah. we need some enamel pins for for you know because we're starting the storefront as well. But those are popping right now. Yeah, 
Wow. Yeah, and, and we're about to go to Europe. So I just got I just got in my rap fan soccer jerseys, which I'm pretty excited about bringing to Europe. Oh, I need I need. They're going to be on the website too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put them up on the site this week. I'll, uh, I'll let you know. Awesome, awesome. Um, I again, I want to thank you for for not. I mean, taking the time here. I know I was chasing you down a little bit, and I was trying to catch up, but you stayed consistently. You know, trying to get at me, and I just want to tell. Your stories, it's, 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 you know, it's fun seeing you as like the, getting this bird's eye view of this, this thing. I mean, not, not, I mean, I'm not trying to take you a part of it. I mean, you are the unofficial or, I mean, not even to me, you're, you're a part of this thing that I think is so, so special. And I just, I want to tell your story a little bit. I, I, I think it's remarkable what you guys are all doing. Um, and also what's exciting to me is I feel like even though we're on Run the Jewels three or whatever's going on, it just feels like um, it's just the beginning in a lot of ways. So, thank you very much for taking the time to uh, to talk to us, and so we can learn a little bit more about you, man. It means a lot. My pleasure, man. Thanks for uh, you know, thanks for being interested and in, and uh, having me. Awesome. Uh, maybe one time when you're in New York, we will catch up, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. No doubt. All right. Take care, man. Across the margin. Across the margin. Podcast.